welcome back to podcast i'm cast and every week i bring you another guest who tells us their story and gives us any tips to combat the shit that life loves to throw our way this week i've been thinking about the other side i make no secret that i believe in spirits and past and future lives and i find it gives me peace when i'm missing a loved one who has passed on I've often considered visiting a medium to maybe receive a message, but the sceptical side of me prevents me so far. So it got me thinking, how do we find someone who can either give messages or see our future? Because there's a lot of people out there that prey on those that seek comfort. My guest this week is someone who knows what she's talking about and she wants to help you find a genuinely gifted psychic or medium. She cuts through the crap and she gives it to you straight, which I love. So my guest this week is the amazing Corby Mitlade. Hello, Corby. How are you? I'm good. Now, Corby is a certified tarot master. You're a psychic medium, a teacher, ordained minister, and a full-time intuitive counsellor. How do you fit time? <laughs> um, well, I've been reading since I was 18. I'm 67, so I didn't learn it all last week. <laughs> and it's a full-time job. I do it six days a week. My day off is Wednesday. And be, when you really love what you do, it's play. It's not work. Yeah. I can understand that. I mean, this is why I do my podcast because I love mm-hmm. it. But, you know, there are certain hours of the day you will not get me 5 to 7 p.m. in the evening. That's family time and husband yeah. time and they come first. Definitely. I 100% agree with that one as well. Now, there was another job title that I haven't mentioned. Uh-oh. You're an author. Yes. Of not just one book. <laughs> It's, you know, words are my drug of choice. They really are. Yeah. And um, my father, who was my best friend, always said, write at least a paragraph a day. You've got to put the words down. My books are three nonfiction books because I write what I know. Yeah. The first book was a self-help book, Clarity, Adaptability, Simplicity, and Making Friends with Stress. The third one was you want to do what I do? Well, kids, I'm coming off the road. Here's your business manual to help you straddle the twin mountains of business acumen and wiki woo. But the middle book, which is the one that most people really love, is called The Psychic Yellow Brick Road, How to Find the Real Wizards and Avoid the Flying Monkeys. (laughs) There are a bazillion books out there on psychic development. That's not this. There's nothing out there like it. You know, you could go to the National Portrait Gallery. Yeah. MPG is wonderful, and you're staring at the pictures of Queen Victoria and Prince Albert and Nelson and everybody. But you don't necessarily want to go home and pull out an easel and a canvas and paint. You yeah. appreciate. Yeah. So this is the book for people who really love the idea of intuitive counseling yeah. want to take advantage of it, but don't want to learn to do it themselves. Yeah. And it's also like a good book to read when you want it, but you don't know what to expect or how to prepare yourself. Because 
I've never had a psychic reading done before. I really? all I yeah, all I know is that you're supposed to go in and hand over your hands and see what comes out the psychic's mouth. So reading your book, so not that's, that's <laughs> like saying that a doctor is only supposed to use an X-ray machine, and if he pulls out anything else, leave. Oh my God, he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, and I use the idea about doctors often in the book because doctors have specialties. Yeah. You know, you've got a cardiologist for your heart and a pulmonologist for your lungs and a dermatologist for skin problems. Yeah. You wouldn't go to the cardiologist and say, I have a rash on my butt. It's not what it does. <laughs> and so that's why it's important to know some of the different things that we can do and choose accordingly. Yeah. For instance, if you're planning what day to get married, what's a great address for a business, etc., you could use what I call the tab A and a slot B stuff. You know, there are certain rules, astrology, numerology, things like that. But if you're trying to get a feel for the subtleties of a situation, you may want to use tarot or oracle cards or channeled messages or pendulums. There are all kinds of other tools. So one of the first things I teach you to do is know what you want to know. Yeah. You've got to be focused enough to know what it is that you're asking, but Mm -hmm. also open enough to the interpretation. And one thing that you strive home in in your book, because I've read the book, guys, and I thoroughly loved it, was that although you are giving some of the answers, that it's not a play-by-play. You take them and you create your own rules because only you can live your life. Yes. Um, A perfect example. Let's say that you are going to open up your own podcasting school. Yeah. If you say, is it going to be successful? That sets you up, especially with the really smarmy psychics. Yeah. Would say, no, it's you have a curse, but here's a $600 candle. Yeah, that's crap. Um, If you say instead, how can I make it work? Then someone like me can give you what I call the deep dish, a card for you, a card for the energy around the business, the brick and mortar location to look for, how to market it, clients, competition, staff, finances, what you need to know and best possible outcome. Now you have tools and you mix that with your own free will and you can move things forward. You're not at the mercy of some fake Swami Swalanda or Madam Hoo-ha. <laughs> and I love that there was a chapter that you were writing about um, how some people use their ego to talk during their reading, whereas mm-hmm. you're like, no, if I'm going to give you some of my personal experience, it's in addition to the reading, not instead of. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. amazing because a lot of people will just switch back and still charge you for the same amount of reading. You know, it it could be that clearly you're not happy with Jason, but you've asked me about Jason and you say, what are my options? And I show you three, you do nothing, you go to counseling or you leave. Now in my life, I might say I'd be out of there faster than in New York (laughs) minute. But if that's not where you are yet, if you say, I still want to give it a chance, I must allow you that ability. Yeah. Um, 
The difference is if you said that he was beating you up, gaslighting you, then the reader's hat comes off and what I call the reverend collar goes on. And I counsel you to leave because that is a matter of abuse. Yes. You've got to understand when it's just your opinion, which doesn't matter, and saving somebody from physical harm. Yeah. And I also like the idea that, you know, you was talking about um, psychics that try and force a reading on you as well. Like, there's one, you probably heard of her. She's got a TV show. She's from New York. And the Long she, Island Medium. Absolutely. That's it. And she, she goes up to people in the store. She's like, I've got to tell you this. You know. I use that in my lectures. You know, she's <laughs> at Wegmans, which is one of, the, it's like your weight rows. Um, and you're looking at the cantaloupes, deciding which one. And she taps you and says, excuse me, your Aunt Dora says you got a bald tire in the back and you're going to die in a car accident in a week if you don't get fixed. She's telling you and she walks away. Now, that is what I call a drive-by psychic shooting. <laughs> you know, she trumped your free will. She says, my ego and importance is more important and I know what you need better than you do. The other thing that I tell people about is, Remember, it's a reality show. Reality yes. show is an oxymoron. Yes. Her PR people looked at all the Wegmans on Long Island for a month and chose one. Then they interview a lot of people. Do you want to be on the show and get them to sign legal model releases? And then they rehearse it six times. Right. <laughs> if people don't know the background of how reality shows work. They think that's what we're supposed to do. And someone like that is what scares the bejesus out of people who see a stranger walk up to them with a message. And not only that, then you get the question of, well, if it's a gift, why have we got to pay for it? If if you're helping people nine to five, then why are you not being paid for it? (laughs) The other thing is, it is true. Hundreds of years ago, people who had my gift didn't charge money. That's because they were so respected. People would bring them a chicken. Yes. Or some firewood or a cloak. So it wasn't money, but there was energy exchange payment. Yeah. Today, money is what makes the world go round. It just is. And if you want me to be available six days a week for 14 hours a day, I still have bills to pay. And yes, yeah. I will charge. You yeah. have someone who is now a certified tarot master. I've written books. I've taught at Lilydale, which is one of the big spirituals communities here in America. Yes, you are going to pay me. Yeah. Because people see us at psychic fairs. The big ones I go to just to get a booth. There is a thousand dollars. Then there's my travel gas tolls, staying in a hotel, paying my front person. No, I'm not going to do it for free. Get yeah. a clue. <laughs> well, that's, it's all fair. You're doing this for a job. You need to be able to live. And I also like the, you did write in your book that you can get so many people trying to bully you into giving them a free reading and you will hold your ground and say, nope, not happening. But then when you feel like somebody is like, I, I would like a reading, I just can't afford it yet. And you feel like they're genuine. There are times that you have done pro bono. Yes. Um, you know, it's not just psychics, but it's artists. Yeah. And it's entertainers. 
why don't you, you know, here, do my party for free and then I'll tell everyone you were good. No, <laughs> it is disrespecting their time, their talent, and their energy. You won't say that to the caterer. Uh, exactly. Exactly. You wouldn't say it to your accountant when he hands over your taxes. Well, you're so good at numbers, you should do this for free. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So we charge, we charge fairly. Do not ask us for a discount just because we're not reading at the moment. Do not try and say, well, can me and my friend come in and have a reading for one price? Um, don't tell us, do it for free, and then I'll tell people about you. Don't try to intimidate us into giving you a free reading. And for God's sake, do not look at me and say, why won't you give me a free reading? It's God's gift. You're not very spiritual. You would not say to the doctor, why aren't you curing me for free? You just want me to die, don't you? And people hear that and say, are you crazy? But yeah. it's the same thing. Same yeah. thing. And it, it must be so infuriating because it shows like a level of disrespect. It used to be infuriating, but I've been doing this so long. I just look at it. <laughs> um, it's like the ones who woke up and want you to prove yourself. I don't have to prove myself after almost 50 years. No. Guy comes up to me and says, tell me something you couldn't know about me. And if you're right, I'll come in and have a reading. I looked at him and smiled and said, I'm sorry. I don't roll over, roll over and fetch either. And I turned my back and he was not allowed to move. <laughs> um, the other one who said, what are you doing eating lunch? My wife wants a reading now. You can eat later. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm on break and I'm booked today. Oh you do not treat us like we are a burger or a car wash or a latte. You that don't ruin my life. I had the courtesy of reading you. That is so disrespectful. And no, the way it that, is in the United States now. I just, I can't imagine one in to go and have something so personal because that's where it is. It is a personal reading and go in full of anger and disrespect. And, you know, that's not the way to start off a good personal reading. It isn't, but someone who does that clearly doesn't really believe yeah. what they're going to get. They're like the king at the court, just clicking his finger right. saying, right, that's exactly. form. Right, exactly. Yeah, they think we're we're trained dogs. No, we're not. No. So, have you ever had a client? I mean, I'm not asking you to go into specifics because I know that you wouldn't do that. I have some. You never know. <laughs> have you ever had a client that you have connected to so deeply, and what you've given to them has helped them to change their life? Not what you have said has changed their life has helped them change their life. Oh, yeah, because I can't change their life for them. No. They go away. I may never see them again. Um, yes, I have gotten literally hundreds of notes and thank yous and reviews yeah. over the years. Because if I read about a 1,000 people a year, and I've been doing this full time for 20 years, that's 20,000 people whose lives I have touched. Maybe less because I have people who come back. But... <laughs> Um, you can't be in this business that intensely for that long without actively giving people something that helps them move down their life path more yeah. calmly, more peacefully, more aware. And you were speaking about this like with angels and um, how you didn't believe in them at the start. You wasn't interested in that kind of work, but mm -hmm. that they're not there to tell you the lottery numbers, but 
that they're there to help you go down the path that you had already signed up for before you was even born. Yes. Um, angelic energy is angels have never been human, regardless of what it says in a wonderful life with Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> angelic energy is very high vibe. And they are here to help you do your earth walk so that the soul grows. They do not care if you buy the red car or the blue car. They don't. Yeah. Okay. Guides, which are a lower level, often, they may be able to help with that. But guides are people you've loved that have passed on, people you knew in other lives, animal guides, you know, ETs, things like that. Yeah. But angelic guides are extremely high. And yes, everybody has at least one. That's amazing. We are too dumb to make it through this life on our little onesies without angelic <laughs> This is why I love talking to you, Cor, because you just cut the crap. You're very, very straightforward talking now. I love it. So with your book, what is the main takeaway that you want my listeners to know when they go for a psychic reading? We are valuable. But it is truly a two-way street. Yes, there are some psychics who, when you sit down, just hit the button and start spewing. Um, one of the best of the world at that was a dear friend, the late, great Allie Cheslick uh, here in Albany, New York. We used to call her Chatty Cathy of the Dead. <laughs> um, but again, that is a methodology. I much prefer helping you spend as little time with me as possible. I downsell, which is, you know, people say, but you'll make less money. I say, but they'll come back yeah. because they know I don't hand them a line. Yeah. Um, so I like to zero in on what it is you want to talk about, because no matter how fast I talk, your life encyclopedia is so big, I'll never get all of it. Yeah. So if I go from your life encyclopedia A to M and what you wanted was down at Q, you're going to go, ah, she wasn't any good. She didn't tell me anything. <laughs> but if you come to me and say, I need to look at my youngest child. I need some career advice. And I want to check in on a relationship. Boom, boom, boom. I've got yeah. multiple level card spreads that will give you the details so that you run your life well. Yeah. And I will not fudge. No matter how much you think someone is your life partner, if the cards and the numerology all point to this is not happening, I will remind you, you come to me for truth, not kindness, and I will gently tell you it ain't happening. Do you know what? I might not be psychic, but that's basically a Yorkshire woman. <laughs> we don't well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. When I was in college, I was president of the Richard III Society and Yorkist, <laughs> and so I will take that as a compliment. Oh, it is. I mean, I'm a Yorkshire woman myself, and it's one thing that I love is that I, I, want, I don't want to hold any fakery. I just want to be true. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so what's the difference between mediumship and being a psychic all mediums are psychic but not all psychics are mediums mediums means they go talk to dead people <laughs> channelers are different channelers are people like esther hicks with abraham jane roberts with seth pat rodegast with emmanuel so they channel other beings, they channel information. Um, I channel past lives. I'm a, a past life expert. Um, so channeling is pulling information without any other tools directly doing a download. Yes. Yeah. But again, mediums are 
talking to dead people. But please remember, even the best of us are only 85% accurate. The only one 100% accurate is God, and he's not doing readings this week. <laughs> and also, as well, like people say, well, I want you to contact my great aunt Doris. Mm-hmm. Well, what if Doris is having too much fun upstairs? That's she the point. Come down you know, and <laughs> That's exactly right. And it does, and it also, if we don't get her, it doesn't mean that I'm no good or she doesn't love you. Yeah. Sometimes they are simply not by the phone. Yeah. And at another time, either with me or maybe with another intuitive, you'll get her. Yeah. But just not that time. I do ask people the first 60 to 90 days after a death, please leave them upstairs. Yeah. Okay. Because at that point, they are reassessing, they're doing their life review, and they're shedding the personality and going into their full soul self. For you to constantly tug at them while they're trying to do that, it's like a little kid, you know, tugging your coat when you're doing a business transaction, mommy, 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 board, board, Yeah. Board. And people understand that. Um, when I do my mediumship, I don't fish because it's way too easy to be vague. I ask them for what I call my dog tags, for instance. My father, Jerome Richard Dorkin, who died in 2001 at the age of 80. Notice that doesn't tell me anything, but it gets me right to the core. And then I will tell them all of the things that I get. And I get emotional things. I get attitude. I get how they died, things like that. And as soon as my client is sure that's their dead Aunt Mabel or whoever we want to talk to, I open it up and I will tell them exactly what their dead person is saying. Yeah, It's one of the reasons I won't do it in like uh, a live group of 200 people, like some of the major ones do, because I don't censor. And I find conversations with the people that have died are extremely personal. Notice when you go see Lisa Williams or whatever, they don't invite you to have a conversation with your dead person. They just say, she says this, they say that. Yeah. With me, you get to talk to them. There's the difference. That's. I think that's one thing that's held me back is... I don't think I process the grief enough to Mm -hmm. go in and speak. That's wise. That's very wise. If, you know, if you're not ready, don't do it. There's nothing that says you must. And that if you don't try to talk to your dead person, they'll think you don't love them. Yeah. Oh, no, I speak to them all day, every day, but it's just to myself. And you don't have to have the two-way conversation. No. And I, I've always loved um, the idea of spirit. I've, I've always known that there's something more out there. I'm a massive bookworm. So I love the idea of, you know, the afterlife being a massive library and you just put in the next chapter into your little dossier and mm-hmm. then you go into another life to learn another lesson. Yes. And I love that feeling. It brings so much comfort to me. And I think it's very, very sad that there's some people that are so closed off that go, no, once it's the end, it's the end. But what I explain to people, especially when they're Bible thumpers and they say, God says we only live once. I say, you know what? You're right. Because they are. The soul is what comes back down time and time time again. You, me, we're one and done. This yeah. particular recipe will never be down here again. Yeah. So people hear that and they say, well, well, I just snuff out like a candle. And so what happens when we transition, as far as I can figure out, is we retain all the good stuff. 
Yeah. My father that I mentioned was a wonderful cardiologist. And if I'm doing a medical intuitive, sometimes he pops in. What do I get? His terrible ability to punch <laughs> there, his compassion, his medical insight, yeah. his, his good humor. What he uh, got rid of when he crossed over and is nowhere to be found, his depression, his anxiety, and his hypochondria gone. Let's leave <laughs> that up there. Those are bodily things. They are, when we're down here in the duality world, lesser, greater, as good, not as good. Up there, nothing like that matters. So that kind of emotional stuff gets dropped. I love that. I absolutely love that idea. That's what I would love to incorporate down here as much as I can, is to just accept and, you know, be there for people that want help and to, to just be remembered as somebody who is accepting and loving no matter what. Yes. We all have the thing that we want to tell God we got to do while we were down here. We all have what I call our sentence of passion. With me, it's cross the bridge from fear to fearlessness and fly. When I can take someone from point A to point B when they thought they couldn't make it, I'm living my bliss. If yeah. that's what people remember about me, I think that's great. Yeah. They do not have to remember that I was a theater major at Brown University because that really won't count for much. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, I tried to be an actress at school and that didn't pan out very well. I tried to be an author. That didn't pan out very well. But if I can help people through podcasting, then hey. There you go. There you go. So when you're channeling and like, when you're speaking to people that have moved on, mm-hmm. have you ever come across a character that, has you just belly laughing? Sort of ish. Now, this is talking to dead people or just uh, channeling a guide. Which one? Any, just any, what, any, okay. Any, that has just been so funny and happy that it's just caused well, so much happiness. It's also the reason, one of the clear reasons I will not do mediumship live. I'll clean up the, the version. <laughs> there was a biracial same gender couple here in upstate New York. The black partner had died and her white widow wanted to speak to her. Now, your audience cannot see me, but trust me, kids. Uh, this is your typical average suburban New Jersey girl. Uh, <laughs> you can tell. But what came out of my mouth in flawless urban ebonics was rude, <laughs> racy, and should not have come out of this little mouth, but it did. And I'm thinking, oh my God, but the woman in front of me is nodding and laughing because that particular set of sentences is how her partner, Isabel, walked into the house and greeted her after every business trip. Now, this is where if your ego is afraid to say that, yeah, either because you're embarrassed or maybe I shouldn't, or you're in front of a bunch of people, then you are derailing the message. Yeah. Those two X-rated sentences <laughs> were proof positive that her loved one was right there with us. Yeah. And not only yeah. that, if if you're not agreeing with what they're saying, well, that's nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. Or that's you. their relationship. Yeah. Um. You know, you could have something as weird as I have no idea why, but I am seeing a plaid rutabaga riding a fire engine. You may think they're going to put you in a straitjacket, but your <laughs> client says 
that was the toy that my grandmother made me when I was three. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> but the grandmother <laughs> gave that. Ad, and, you know, it's not, it's a row she loves you. There is no mistaking a rutabaga on a fire engine. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't sell them at the toy store. So it's things like that that reassure yeah. me I really am getting stuff. And where does it come from? Does it come to you like you can hear someone no talking or is it just it appears or? It's, well, um, an experiment that, that I sometimes work with with people is when you get quiet and you're talking to yourself in your head, it usually comes from center. Yep. When I hear guides, it's usually from the side. Right. So that's how I can tell whether it's me or them. And for the rest, sometimes it's just a download. Right. You know, I am not a rutabaga person. <laughs> I live in the country. There are no real fire engines around here, but I'm seeing this. So that's got to be a download. <laughs> so when you are talking to spirit mm-hmm. and they're giving you a message and you're telling the client that sat right in front of you. How does it feel when they just sit there and go, like they, they just will not accept anything. They don't give you any feedback or. It's like trying to climb Everest in sneakers. There's no grip, but you know, you just have to trust it. Yeah. Um, there will be times when they will be convinced that what you have to say is bull. And then they come back six months later and say, remember you said X, Y, Z, and I thought it was bull. Well, yeah, it happened. So the most important thing is as long as you accept that sometimes you'll be wrong because we ain't 100%, we just ain't, um, then you just put it out there and you tell your client, I'm not 100%. Yeah. But that's one of the reasons my clients all get recordings yeah. not the one minute lightning readings i do on my free reading hours can't there but if you pay it and sit and have a reading with me you're going to get a recording of what i said yeah. because yeah. we tend to fuds our memories we're not going to remember it exactly and even if you thought x wasn't going to happen there you go very recently um someone came to me and said my sister said to say thank you i said why she said you were absolutely right about the baby i said what did i do you know <laughs> Uh, this was several months ago and she'd been trying to have a baby and I threw some cards and I said, all right, look, best month to conceive is April. You're going to have the little girl. I promise it is not going to not happen. Mid-April, they even have the date, boom, and they've tested and it's a little girl. I, now that's not me. That's her guide hitting me on the shoulder and saying, yo, tell her this. Yeah. I'm, I'm just the tool that comes through. I'm the tube. But it's just like that. You know, there's no way I could know. If somebody's like wanting to go to a psychic and they don't know who to approach, because there's plenty of them on the coastline Mm -hmm. who have got little booths or you've got the ones that are in the back of the paper and Mm -hmm. the the dial of dead, like you mentioned in in your book. How do you find a psychic that isn't going to try and scam you? Well, um, in the very first chapter of the Psychic Yellow Brick Road, I go over that. I call it Psychics 101. And there are seven keys. And the first letters spell the word psychic. Um, professionalism. What that means is, you know, you should have the same courtesy and professionalism you'd get from a barrister. Yeah. You know, uh, appointment on time, they tell you what it would cost, etc. 
um, you should get references on them, uh, not just from them, but from other people that have had readings, yeah. see, you know, what people say about them. You should get the recording and remember that you're in charge of your life. You should know exactly what they will charge. And if it doesn't work for you, you know, in the first five minutes, they're getting a lot of stuff factually wrong. Uh, the book teaches you how to gracefully say, I'm sorry, we're not connecting. I'd like my money back, please. Yeah. Um, I go over what I call here. I can fix anything for a price. These are all the scams. Nobody is going to make someone else leave their person for you. No one is going to get you a job you don't deserve. No one is going to kill the neighbor's dog with a curse. You know, that kind of stupid thing. Yeah. Inappropriate actions are also important. That talks about why you don't give a psychic your mortgage, your deed, family jewelry to bless. We can do it from a distance. <laughs> uh, things like that. And connections. Yeah. How to make connections with us. Um, there's also a very quick version of if you're going to a psychic event, how to just kind of go around, get some information, read it, talk to us and make your decisions. Yeah. Because I wrote the book to keep you guys safe. That's its purpose. And that's what I got from it when I was reading it. it it's a book like any other that I've read. There, there is no other one that you can go to where it prepares you for your first psychic reading, your 70th psychic reading. It just it gives you all the tools so that you can go into it feeling as secure as possible so that you can be as open to the answer. And you can know what to do with the information when you get it, which is really important. Yes. Because a lot of people take it and because you spoke about as well that people will keep coming back because they, they need to know what's, what's the next step, what's the next step. And that's <clears> not healthy. No, it really isn't. Uh, we're not a crutch. We hand you your toolbox, but we are not the repairman. No, I love that. I absolutely love that. So where can my listeners come and find you? And where can they find your books? Oh, they can't avoid me or the books. Um, <laughs> the very first place to go is CorbyMitlide.com. That is my website. Brand new as of June 1st and gorgeous. It has articles. It has how to get readings with me. It has all kinds of stuff. And it also tells you where to get all three of my books. You can also find me under Corby Midlight, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, Medium, Patreon. I'm all over the map. And I want all of my listeners to go and check you out, Corbett. You know, you are basically the no bullshit psychic. I think that's accurate. Yes. <laughs> So thank you so much for chatting with me today, Corbett, and I hope I'm going to get you back on the show soon. It'd be a pleasure. I'd love to. <laughs> I hope you found my conversation with Corbett as fascinating as I did. She's given us all the tools that we need to receive a genuine message or reading and she's tried to give confidence to people like myself who would love to seek out that little bit of comfort but don't want to be taken for a fool i love that she's wrote a book so that it gives you the confidence to be able to say there's no connection and I'm not receiving what I'm paying for but she also stipulates you know how important it is to look after the psychics and mediums that you are going to because it's not fair for them to perform as dancing monkeys 
All of Corby's links can be found on my social media pages, which is Facebook at Podcast Official and Instagram and TikTok is at Podcast underscore official. If you've got a funny or inspiring story to share or you just want a Yorkshire Girls advice, please email me at officialpodcast at gmail.com. Please leave a rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or a recommendation on my Facebook page as this helps my podcast to be heard by more people. But I've chewed your ear off enough for this week. So watch out for the Billy Bullshitters and I'll talk to you soon on the next episode.